Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois J. Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live this morning from 9 a.m. Houston, Texas, Central Time. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and if you do that, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, and let people know that you were here and listening to my show. You can get reminders of upcoming shows. It's all free. My call-in number is 347-945-5309. You can call using the telephone or Skype. You can listen on your phone or your computer. If you're calling in and you want to ask a question, just hit the number 1 and I'll know that you would like to ask a question. I also want to remind you that I offer a free email newsletter about metaphysics spirituality, the coming changes, all the kinds of things we talk about here on this show. I've been sending this newsletter out for about 12 years, and to sign up for that, you would go to my website, hotpinklotus.com. I do not share email addresses with anyone because your privacy is important. Well, good morning. It is... Friday, June the 10th, 2011, and today we're going to be talking with Joan Walker, um, who channels Kutumi and uh, the Ascended Master Kutumi and the Archangel Gabriel, and I've interviewed her several times. The last time we talked, the name of the show was How to Stay in Peace, and uh, toward the end of this particular show, we began, uh, we sort of spontaneously went into talking about chakras. And we got about halfway through that when the hour ran out. So we thought that it would be fun to go back and talk about chakras again and kind of uh, review what we'd already talked about and then move on into um, the other chakras, the upper chakras, which we had not talked about. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about Joan. Um, She is uh, a woman who channels for several people who are... um, people you would know, whose names you would have heard... um, who are spiritual teachers, very um, well-known spiritual teachers. And uh, when they want to talk to the archangels or to uh, Kuthumi, they call her. And so um, Joan, like me, is very interested in making sure people have the information that they need to get through this shift that we're all going through over the next couple of years and beyond. And uh, one of those things has to do with your energy field maintenance, um, and the chakras are, are not for babies. You know, it's not to be just beginner stuff. Everybody needs to pay attention to chakras, and yet most of us think, oh, yeah, I know about chakras. That's no big deal. I have to pay attention to those. And yet I notice that when I do pay attention to my chakras, things feel very, very different. So I'm going to call Joan now. Just give me a second to dial her number. It's so weird to dial a phone number on a computer. I'm still not used to it. But it works every time. Now it's ringing.
Hello. Hi, Joan. It's Lois. Hi. Hi, Lois. How are you this morning? I'm doing quite well this morning, thank you. Um, I was just telling everybody that we were talking about how to stay in peace a a little over a month ago, and uh, what happened was that we sort of evolved spontaneously, like a lot of these shows do, into uh, something we hadn't really even advertised we were going to talk about, and that was chakras, because one of the main ways you stay in peace is keeping your own energy field maintained and clean and healthy. And um, So we got about halfway through that, and much to my sadness and that of a whole lot of people who listen to the show because they let me know, they wanted to hear about the rest of the chakras. So uh, I thought it would be really fun to do that and uh, maybe to recap from starting, you know, like with whichever chakra you want to start with and so that we could have it all in one show. What do you think? Want to do that? I think that's a great idea. Um in some of the teaching that I do and the channeling I do, um, it has come to our attention that the chakra system is much more than what we might consider it. Many people who have been on a spiritual path for some time think, oh, well, I know what that is and I don't need to be concerned with that. Um, but that is part of you, just like your soul is or your body is. It mm-hmm. is your inner system. So it's very important that we pay attention to that and are aware of how it functions and if there are anomalies within that energetic system that we need to pay attention to. So I, I think this is very apropos in this day and time as we proceed in this shift of consciousness um, because it's no longer... I, um, a future event. We're in the middle of it. And right smack dab in the middle of it. In the middle of it, absolutely. Yeah. And fifth dimension is, is here. It's coming. It is here. So uh, we have to pay some attention to our chakra system and our energetic system to bring it online so that it is, it can operate coherently in that fifth dimensional state of consciousness. So some adjustments are needed. Right, right. So we, I think when we started talking the last time, we started with the root chakra, but I'm wondering if we skipped one. What about the earth star? That's what I've heard it called, the one that's below our feet. Yes, um, that's a very important um, aspect of your energetic system because it... Uh, keeps you grounded so that you aren't, um, um, you know, in la-la land or you are many people who have great trauma in their life or challenges um, mentally and emotionally uh, find it very difficult to stay in the body. So they even much rather sleep, um, take something that is numbing, to the system or just kind of surf out there daydreaming and not really be grounded in the present moment and in in your physical experience, which is what your soul desired when you came into this lifetime, is to have a physical, individualized experience in the reflection 
of the divine essence. So that's a very important uh, chakra uh, to ground into every day and put a new grounding cord in every day. So when we're walking on the earth, because there's a whole lot of uh, study going on right now about the benefits of walking barefoot on the earth, that the, that there's a current that comes up through the bottoms of your feet and and balances your physical body. But while we're walking on the earth, whether we're wearing shoes or not, that earth star chakra is down inside the earth, right? That's the way I Correct. see it. Correct about a foot below our feet, so it's got to be inside the earth. Right. So if there are anomalies in your system, you can't bring that energy completely into your body, into your physical experience. So by awareness and intention to connect and start that flow up the chakra system, um those anomalies short-circuit your ability to have a complete coherent flow within your energetic system. And because you are in a physical body, it's very important that you have that connection to Mother Earth because you are part of it. You are one with it. And as yeah, she if it weren't for... Mother Earth, we wouldn't have any of the chemicals in our body. They all come, every, everything the body's made out of comes from the Earth. Absolutely. I think people forget that. So we have to be connected to it in order to be healthy. Right. And the programming we've had for a very long time on the Earth is that you're going to get your reward in the afterlife. Well... That's not exactly totally true. Your soul came here to experience an individualized expression of the divine. So unless you're paying attention and unless you have those energies of the physical realm flowing through your body, you can't fully experience um, what your soul came here to, to create. If we're spiritual beings having a physical experience, but we're not having the physical experience, we're kind of wasting our time, seems to me. Well, you're spinning your wheels yeah. <laughs> because that was the intention. You know, there are many reasons why a soul incarnates, but that was the main intention, to evolve the soul and to have an individualized ex- expression of the Godhead in the physical realm. And as you change... You change the earth, and as the earth changes, you change. As the electromagnetic currents within the earth and within yourself change, it's really important to get that flow into the energetic system that is really, really coherent so that you start operating in unison and in unity with the physical realm. So one way to do that, I think, is walking barefoot on the earth. But I know that there are other ways to do it, especially for people who really can't get out and do that every day. So what would be some ideas you would have for people about how to really uh, ground? You said something about a cord. Do you want to talk about that a little in detail? Well, if you send a grounding cord from your root chakra into that earth star, it 
helps you bring that flow into your body. And you just, you know, do it with your intention. Just focus your attention on your root chakra, create a grounding cord, and it can look however you want it to look. It can look like a cord, it can look like a root, however that is for you, and anchor it into that earth star. And with your breath, begin to bring up those um, energies deep from within Mother Earth, within her heart. And bring that love into your chakra systems and into your body that is available to you from Mother Earth. I really like the way you put that. That's very beautifully worded. And so um, that's another uh, little exercise you can do. It just takes your attention and your intention. So people would do that kind of in a short meditation maybe. Just go through yeah, the a minute. Just yeah. focus your attention and create that cord. And it's really good to create a new one every day so that the flow is fresh and vibrating. A lot of things happen in the course of your day. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're able to be centered in your heart. And sometimes, you know, the collective consciousness is a big part of all this too. Um, so... Things happen. So it, if you put a fresh cord into that earth star every day, you get a fresh benefit. It's a mm-hmm. fresh... Um, the other thing is to be in appreciation for your body, for Mother Earth, for the experience that you have. You have the opportunity to to have. So... Being in gratitude um, to Mother Earth and to your physicality. Um, As I I said before, you know, sometimes uh, people who have had a really rough start or difficult times in this lifetime want to escape and they, or they get on a spiritual path and they forget that your body and the earth is the prime vehicle for that transformation mm-hmm. to be expressed. So having gratitude for Mother Earth, having gratitude for your body, nurture it, take care of it, because it's your vehicle for expressing your soul essence, your divine, your divinity. And we forget that, you know, so many times we get so, you know, oh, I have to do this or I have to, you know, I have to open my crown chakra. I have to open my third eye. That, That's all part of this physical experience. It's part of your body. Take care of that body. It's very valuable. Yeah, and... Um... Someone is saying on the chat that if you take a pail, if you can't really go walking outside all the time, take a pail of soil into the house and plant your feet in it because it helps you initiate the exercises because the molecules are still connected to the earth. Yes. Yes, and having, you know, live plants in your house that you have to 
nurture and take care of. Um, you know, they're they're planted in soil. They they have life. They're living. They have energy. Um, so that's another thing to you know have plants in your environment. Um, that may be why I just can't function unless I've got live plants in every single room of the house. Yeah, I just have to have them. Um, so you were saying that if sometimes people who have rough beginnings or difficult childhoods will um, have could we was. I know you didn't say the word damage, but is it possible that they have some sort of, um, I don't know a better word than damage, to the root chakra or the earth star or the connection between them that they really need to work on? Or what do you think about that concept? That is absolutely true. Um, The root chakra, actually the first two chakras, are the prime chakras in your physical experience. So if you've had, you know, a rough childhood or just a difficult time um, getting into this life and staying into this life, uh, the malfunction is in the first two chakras, the root and the sacral chakra. The, the root chakra is the home to the mental body. The root, the sacral center is the root of the emotional body. And those two bodies, when, uh, since the fall of consciousness, are split. They don't operate in, in unity. So everything in your life, everything you think, everything that you begin to create is from the perspective of survival and unworthiness. Mm-hmm. And that then coupled with the emotional reaction to, of it is most often a negative emotion. I am less than. I am unlovable. You can't open your heart to yourself, let alone anyone else. So, the the configuration of those two chakras and how the energies flow in those chakras are of prime concern right now. Uh, they, They have value in that they help you function in a third dimensional world. That's what they, the configuration that the body has now in that energetic system is designed to hold you in separateness less than and that those dense concepts that are held in the mental body. So as you begin to draw in more unity consciousness, you begin to reconfigure the chakra itself. It's no longer divided, but it begins to function as a unit, as a sphere, and you see in it, which creates a higher vibration and allows you to get into fourth and fifth dimensional concepts, which then help you change your thought about survival, change it to states of well-being and vitality, and that you are enough. You are not less than. You have begin to 
create an awareness that you were made in the image and similitude of source. So how could you possibly be less than? You know, family lineage and family programming is very strong in that chakra and keeps you in the denseness and the thought system of third dimension. Um, So you have to begin to be willing to step out of that and to see something different. And it begins with you being willing, focusing your attention on your divinity, and beginning to spin those chakras so that a higher vibration can begin to occur. When you are in the denseness in that first chakra, very little energy flows up the system into the second chakra where you can begin to use more positive emotions in your creation. And that that innocent child that was possibly damaged early in life that hold that that damaged part of you is held in that first chakra which limits your ability to allow the innocence of your soul to come forth in your creation and to begin to use very positive emotions to create your reality. So the flow is stifled. The flow is stifled from Mother Earth because you are constantly trying to escape the heaviness, the denseness, the trauma. So you're cut off from Mother Earth. The first chakra is so dominant through the ego, there, the flow There's very little flow into the second and third chakra. The third chakra then is not empowered to create other than what's programmed in the first chakra. That third chakra has to protect the image, the false image of self that's created in the first chakra. So it has to continually verify I'm not okay, so I have to put up this false image. It it operates from a protective mechanism through the ego. Mm -hmm. So it's when these... Yes, go ahead. So before you can do any work on any of the chakras above the, the root chakra, you have to get the root chakra healthy. Correct, correct. Because all the others can't function properly until the one that connects you to your earthly experience, which is the root chakra, until that one is strong. Correct, to where that energy begins to flow and the vibration of each chakra begins to increase. At the fall of consciousness, it's like the physical experience or the physical body was cut in half at the heart. The upper chakras function at a much higher vibratory rate. 
but your ability to bring in the light of source through your crown and anchor it in your root and begin a spiraling throughout the system is practically impossible because there isn't coherence in the vibratory rates between the higher chakras and the lower chakras. So as you begin to stimulate that first chakra, the root chakra, and even if it's minute amounts of energy that begins to rise up the system into the second and third chakra, there is a gradual change. And when that change takes place and the transformation occurs through the opening of that third chakra and you are empowered to manifest your soul image rather than an ego image, a fallen false image, the heart opens greatly. And you begin to connect the higher and the lower chakras. And there is a resonant flow of light that further escalates your consciousness in the first four chakras. And there is a spiraling of that energy up through the system, out through the crown into the eighth and ninth chakras, and vice versa. You begin to create a spiraling energetic flow from those higher chakras of the Godhead completely through the system into the root, anchoring it into Mother Earth. You change Mother Earth's collective consciousness in that way. So are there some things people can do to heal those early wounds or those, uh, let's say, the the tears or the... um, for lack of a better word, damage, holes, whatever, to the root chakra. To Is there any practical um, thing that people can do by themselves? So that, I mean, obviously, if you go to a healer that knows how to repair that sort of thing, that's that's a great way to do it. But is there anything people can do on their own, people who are just listening to the show and don't have anyone they can go to? Well, first of all, you know, I, I said you have to be willing to look at it. to look at what the limitation is and how you are operating um, from that false image of ego. Uh, Of course, prayer and meditation are of great um, help in this regard. And to call on um, the archangelic realm, because they are very, very present now to help with the energetic transformation of the earth plane and to ask Archangel Michael to help you to bring in the Holy Spirit, which is that essence of the divine, of God, that allows you to know your soul, that presence within you changes everything because it helps you change your mind about yourself and about your value. It helps you see more of your soul essence and nurturing that presence, nurturing and valuing 
that part of you that is divine, your soul, to mm-hmm. bring it more toward the to the forefront, not to displace the ego. The ego is necessary in the physical experience, but to transform the thinking of the ego mm-hmm. so that the soul begins to look, to lead the way. And so through prayer and meditation, this gradually begins to happen and also begin to visualize the root chakra as a whole spherical spinning um, part of you. And when you say spinning, people are going to wonder if you mean clockwise or counterclockwise. That's a big question about chakras right there, spinning. Can you say more about spinning? It spins in all directions, and the linear ego mind can't get can't you can't comprehend that but just spin it it doesn't matter if you see it going clockwise or counterclockwise know that it spins in all directions okay that's an important piece of information cuz people will get tripped up on well, how do I spin it? Do I spin it clockwise or counterclockwise? And I'm thinking just the intention that it's spin the way it's supposed to. Exactly, because your linear mind cannot comprehend that. Right. But your higher mind, that's another little um, exercise that is very beneficial. By using those, some of those upper chakras um, to help you. So... With your intention, breathe yourself into your pineal center, which is behind your no- the bridge of your nose in the center of your head. This is the home of your higher mind, your God mind. So breathe your, your consciousness into that center. And with your intention, draw, allow your rational mind to drop away because actually it can't coexist with your higher mind. And after you have done that, just with your breath, breathe yourself into that state of consciousness, then begin to work on that first chakra, spinning it, infusing it, seeing the color vibrations in that chakra becoming very vibrant Breathe in the color red, um, which is very energizing. And, you know, there's much been written on that chakra that it is, the color is red. But some people see it in a different color. But with your breath, you can increase the vibration through color because color holds vibrations and infuse it with color vibrations. Um, And as it begins to operate in a higher vibratory rate, you will have awarenesses and choices that you, you are called upon to make in your thinking, changing your mind about a lot of um, beliefs that you hold and be willing to change your mind. And that alone begins to change the way the mental body functions. 
then go into that second chakra. Nurture it. Spin it. Infuse it with a wonderful orange vibration. Allowing you to create differently through your emotions. Possibly writing out some wonderful positive emotions that you would like to feel more often. Um, Create emotions of certainty, value. Some people can't get to love at that juncture, but maybe appreciation for the journey you have taken thus far. And the strength and for of everything game. that you've learned, everything you've learned in this journey helps yeah. you be a, a more powerful creator. And the second chakra is about creating. Yes. <clears throat> and, um, you know, that gratitude also works in many ways. It works in all of the chakras and really can be a very valuable opening into the heart to self-love. So those first four chakras are so important right now in the physical body, uh, bringing them online in a more fifth-dimensional vibration and conceptual Um, format so that the mental and the emotional bodies begin to merge into that wholeness and into the physicality. And the system begins to operate very coherently. And so um, the first four chakras would be the earth star, the root, the... um, second chakra, which is orange, and the third chakra, which would be yellow. And it's riding around in the belly, correct? Yes. Okay. The solar plexus is, is the, it's right in the solar plexus, um, okay. the, um, the uh, third chakra. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that we, when we talk about the third chakra, that has to do with emotional intelligence and when things are really seriously out of balance there, that's when depression occurs because it's um, um, the mental body is out of balance when, when the third chakra is, I'm going to say, wonky. Um, because I, I once upon a time, about 25 years ago, got really depressed and it felt like there was a black hole there that I was going to fall into it and never come out again. And I realized later that was third chakra problems. Well, yes. And what happens there, the third chakra is so limited in its functioning, you can't empower yourself um, to move out of the programming in that first chakra and the false image that it is protecting that's created by the ego. Mm -hmm. So you're left in, you are in survival, you're fear-ridden. Fear is a huge tool of the ego. Um, And by the time you get to that functioning in the third chakra, it's so limited by 
the dominance of the thoughts that are reside in the mental body in the first chakra, um, that third chakra only functions in coherency with the limitations that were created in the first chakra through the thought system. So it's constantly protecting the image, the false image, persona, that has been created in the first chakra through the mental body. And then the reaction that remains in the second chakra, the emotional response to to what was created in the mental body is all from a negative perspective. And the energy doesn't flow in that chakra. It isn't fluid and um, able to change it's stuck. The emotion is stuck in that second chakra. So the power that can be available in the third chakra is too busy and occupied with protecting what you have created in the first and second chakra. It can't move out of that. So thus you feel like you're in a black hole. Mm-hmm. So then moving up, here's what I want to say. Sometimes people and people listening to this show, maybe now, later in the archives, sometimes people, when they're getting onto a spiritual rather than a religious path, they trip over words like Holy Spirit and for me, and I used to, and the word God even used to annoy me because of the fact that I was raised in a fundamentalist church. Um, but the way I think of it now is God is just another word for the universe or the source of all creation. And for me, the word Holy Spirit is about the the energetic connection to the source, the energy that comes from the source to communicate with us. Does that definition work for you? Um, yes, it is the communication, but it is also much more than that. Um, source is beyond our comprehension. It is so um, expansive that we can't possibly, in this physical um, vehicle, uh, even comprehend the vastness of the components of prime creator, source, whatever you want to term it. There is not a word that fully encompasses the nature of source. The Holy Spirit is an aspect of that massive force, creative force. It, even though source does not have a gender, that can is considered to be that feminine aspect of source that creates, that communicates within the energetic system as you move into higher dimensions. The presence of that aspect within your physical body and within your soul is a very key 
aspect to bring into your energetic system so that it can evolve and the knowing of yourself as that divine being can be anchored in your physicality. So it is much more than, you know, there are various religions that talk about the Holy Spirit Um, And some of us have a very difficult time when we are asked to do that um, when we're on a spiritual path because we've had a lot of negative programming around it. But it is, there is great truth in some of the concepts that we have gained from various doctrines regarding the Holy Spirit. But it is you know, part of that magnificent essence of source. And it has value in the realms of form because it brings a higher uh, awareness to our creative abilities and our communication skills with the soul and with source. So it begins to create a bridge work, so to speak, between the realms of creation, which are vast. Yeah, I guess that's why I said that's the part that communicates with us. And I guess the word communication means a whole lot more than just talking. But the part with which we can interface, that would probably have been a a better word to use. That's a very good word, Lois. I like that, interface. Yeah, that's, that's... Perfect. That's the aspect of prime creator which interfaces with our souls, which then, you know, it's stepped down through different levels, including through the sun, I believe, to our our higher selves, our I am presence and all that stuff, down into what we can possibly receive while in a physical form. Right. Um, And it begins, yeah, then it begins to cultivate a knowing to come into your awareness, a knowing of self that was not there before because of the division and separation that was created at the fall of consciousness. Okay. So we've got about 20 minutes left. I'm hoping we'll get up into the next few chakras <laughs> because <laughs> we did, that's where we didn't get last time. So the next one's the heart chakra, which is the um sort of the thing that keeps the upper and the lower chakras in in balance with each other would you say that's one of its functions yes and it also um brings in the energies and the awareness of unconditional love it uh opens up that part of the heart that some know as the sacred heart which is the energetic home of the soul. So when those when you have opened up the first three chakras so there is more flow of the energies and the vibrations begin to be more to be raised and more in line with the vibrations of the higher chakras, then there becomes a unifying in the system. 
And through the awarenesses that you begin to cultivate through the presence of the Holy Spirit, that divine love and that self-love begins to be present and be usable because there's more energy at a higher vibratory rate flowing through the first, second, third chakra and the empowerment through that third chakra empowers you to be the love that you were created to be and expressed through the soul, which is in that in the higher heart or the sacred heart. It is also there where the soul's blueprint, the individualized expression of source, uh, can be accessed through the sacred heart. And that unconditional force of the love essence is much more than an emotion. Um, But in a physical body, in the state of the physical body that we now inhabit, um, most of it can only come as a feeling. But it it is a very powerful energetic that is part of the creative process. So that soul, the opening of the soul and the opening of the heart is key in allowing you to then negotiate up the system and use the energetics in the... um, in the higher chakras, in the throat chakra, allowing us to express our godliness through communication, through speaking our truth, and also merging our will in the third chakra with the divine will so that the will then is completely operating in a unification with source and with the soul expressing that individuality of source through the physical body and through the physical experience then from there we go to the third eye the eye of God seeing through the eyes of the creator seeing through the eyes of source and we've talked about the pineal center which is the higher mind that is housed in the physical body very valuable center in the awareness in in cultivating higher awareness Then we have the medulla center, which is at the back of the head, right where the it rounds into the neck. Where the spine meets the skull. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a dent back there. Yeah, and that center 
when it has been disconnected at the fall of consciousness. So as you begin to create a more unified flow within your energetic system, that center begins to open. Some people actually feel it as it opens. And that is a key chakra in the ascension process when you begin to embark on an ascension process. Some people call it the mouth of God, which um, has a connotation not so much in the communication, which it does, it is related to communication, but it's also in your ability to digest higher thought from the higher mind, from universal mind, digest that and bring it into the system and bring it into the manifestation in the creative process in the body. And there's an energy channel that runs between the um, third eye or the, the forehead where that chakra is all the way back to the to the uh, point we mentioned, the medulla. Yes, right. It is, um, there is a system, a triad system of energy that you can create um, through spinning the chakras. And that's the second triad. And that's a very valuable uh, center to begin to create the flow of energy uh, from the third eye through the pineal into the medulla. And then when it hits that medulla, the medulla will force it back through the pineal into the third eye. So what you do is you bring in breath and you bring in light from source and you bring it through the third eye, through the pineal, into the medulla and allow that medulla to send it back into the third eye. And as you do that, you create a flow within those three chakras that compresses the light. And as okay. it compresses... Three, three chakras, there's the third eye and the medulla, and what's the third one? Pineal. Okay. So there's a line that runs, it kind of angles yep. from the third eye, the pineal, the medulla. And you, you run that energy back and forth through those three centers. And as you do that and you focus on that, the light frequency begins to compress. And as it compresses, it liquefies into a golden liquid light that is very, very usable in the physical body and is very usable then in the chakra system and in that unification of the chakra system because it flows through all parts of the physicality. You can, with your intention, send it to different chakras. You can send it to your mental body, your emotional body. You can anchor it in your heart and with your intention engage your circulatory system 
to stream that liquid light through all parts of your body, thus beginning to change the the molecular structure of the carbon base through the liquid light flowing through your circulatory system. This was a valuable gift that was given to humanity a few years back um, through the I Am Light project. And um, it is a very valuable system. There is the first triad, which is the heart, the high heart, and the throat chakra that spins in unison. And then that second triad that we've been talking about the third triad is composed of the crown the high crown which is above the head and the soul star where more of the soul resides and you also create a unification in that in those three chakras and then with your breath by allowing all three triads to spin in unison, you create a unified field within the system that changes your consciousness dramatically because energetically you are increasing the vibration of your whole chakra system. So... um there are there are many techniques, including the I Am Light meditation, which is there's a website. If somebody wants to buy that meditation, they can, right? IamLightMeditation.com. Right. The right. curriculum itself talks about this triad, and we spend several weeks teaching that technique. Um, but there are there there is a wealth of information out there now on the chakra system. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, books have been there, written. You can yeah, there. there just, but a good place to start might be that meditation. If if people listening feel drawn to that, it's IamLightMeditation.com. dot com. I also have a, a meditation which I created probably fifteen years ago. That's called the Pyramid Garden, where you're you're going through the chakras symbolically, starting with the red level of a pyramid and all the way up to the white level. It's just the seven chakras, though. And it's uh, available on my website, hotpinklotus.com. But like you said, there's a whole wealth of information out there about the chakras, and the, the idea is to make people aware of how important it is to work on their chakras daily. There's also a technique, and I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, that I learned in studying shamanism, which is uh, in the shower each day, you can clear sludge out of your chakras, certainly no substitute for meditation. But by um, counterspinning, which has to do, again, with intention, start with the root chakra, you can pull sludge out, which you will actually begin to feel, um, you know, with your imagination, and pull it pull a sludge out and rinse your hands in the shower stream and then close the chakra and work your way on up to second, third, fourth, fifth, and so on. And it's very interesting to um, to notice the, the quality and uh, um, the 
texture and color and so on of the sludge that comes out. Um, so that's a very helpful technique, I think, for people who keep. I would. Blocks. That would be a very valuable technique, and to do it, you know, often, daily, if possible. Yeah, and the important thing I want to be sure people hear listening to this is you rinse your hands in the shower stream before you go up to the next chakra so that you don't pollute one chakra with gunk from another. But, yeah, that's just another little technique that I I like to make sure that people know, especially if they keep getting a block in a certain area, then maybe they need to clean that chakra more often. Yes, right. And pay attention to your thoughts, how you're thinking in the course of the day. Because oh, yeah. that, you know, creates a lot of sludge in the system. Mm-hmm. Detritus is another word for that. It just there are many ways and to accumulate detritus or in in the body, and one is by impure thoughts. I mean, you know, having negative thoughts about yourself or another person. Uh, cursing is another way to to build up sludge, as it were, in the body or pathogenic energies. Also, yeah. smoking, drinking alcohol. Um, which is why yoga, they, in yoga they tell you there are certain things you can't do unless you've been free of uh, toxins for a certain period of time. And there are certain foods as well that create toxin or pathogenic energies in the body, such as pork, shrimp, anything that's a bottom feeder in the sea. Um, but those kinds of things create sludge in the body and in the chakras, and pathogenic energies is another term for it. But... um uh-huh. I feel like we're just getting started, but and there's so much more to know. But I'm hoping people will at least become more aware of their chakra system as a result of listening to this. Well, you know, I hope so too, because I think it's a very important uh, part of our well-being and in our ability to transcend um, these lower dimensional uh, frequency patterns and escalate our consciousness fully and completely into fifth dimension. And to do that, we got to pay attention to our our energetic system and how it functions. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I think we're just about out of time. Is there anything you want to be sure that people know before we finish up? Well, I think it's important to realize that you are the creator of your life experience. And if you don't like what you're experiencing, you have the power to create something different. But you have to pay attention. You have to become aware of your thoughts and your reactions. And to nurture that wonderful body of yours and nurture your energetic system because this is how all these changes occur in your reality and in your experience so that you experience the joy and the bliss and the ecstasy that you were intended to experience in a physical body. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming today. I think we've got about 10 seconds left. I really appreciate your coming and sharing your deep wisdom with us today. Thank you, Lois. Thank you. Let's do it again. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.